0: Billy Horror Stories presents, Eerie Encounters. I don't know how old the house is, nor do I own it, but I've been renting it for about five years. When I first moved in there, there was a room that I slept in that really gave me the creeps. I really don't know why, but it was always cold and it gave off really bad vibes. I didn't give it much thought, just chalked it up to a room that I didn't want to be in. So I moved out of that room and moved upstairs. Well, about three months later, at about 3 a.m., I woke up to the sound of very loud footsteps in my living room. The floorboards were really creaking. My cat immediately woke up, his fur was standing on the end, and his tail was puffed out. He was definitely aware that something was going on. I thought it was possible that it was my ex-boyfriend that came in to get something. So I walked downstairs to investigate. But no one was there i thought to myself okay and i went back upstairs and went to bed about a month later i began to hear more strange noises this time though it sounded like the kitchen was being torn apart i heard what sounded like dishes and other things being thrown around the room the first thing i thought was what is that cat doing now i turned around and i found the cat right next to me i thought to myself oh god and I walked downstairs and found absolutely nothing. Everything was in its place and nothing was broken. Several weeks after that, I began to hear heavy footsteps coming up the stairs and those footsteps would just suddenly stop. By now, I knew that there was a ghost in the house, but I was somewhat okay about it. I did have some other strange occurrences as well. For instance, during the summer, I would come home from work and find my outside light on. Now I know it wasn't me because I never turned the outside light on in the summer. It's light outside when I leave and it's light outside when I get home. There's a door leading to my bedroom that would sometimes be locked even though I was pretty certain that I had left it unlocked. Although if I thought I had locked the door I would have usually found it unlocked, so go figure. One time a large picture that I had resting on a fireplace mantle came crashing to the ground. It didn't just fall over, it was as if someone picked it up and thrown it. When I got my other cats, I remembered how they would slowly turn their heads around the room as if they were watching something. Another time while I was in the bathroom looking in the mirror, I remember feeling something brush up against my neck. I knew it was too high for a cat's tail to reach and when I looked around, there was not a cat to be found. After a while, the footsteps coming up the stairs at night began to make me feel uneasy. One afternoon, I said out loud, Hey, look, you're scaring me. This has to stop. And after that, I never heard anything again. The story was sent anonymously. I just wanted to say that I loved your episode on Cape Cod and I have my own experience, sort of. The Captain Oliver Matthews house was built in 1835 and it's one of the large number of historic homes in Yarmouth Port. In the 1970s, my mother was down visiting her sister in Dennis. She just happened to see this house for sale and she got really impulsive. And I said, Mom, go for it. At the time, we were living in Lexington father had died and my mother wanted to be closer to her sister. Besides, it was a lovely old house with a lot of charm and it hadn't been modified very much. The house had had a lot of unique features. In the kitchen, for example, there was a hot water heater that you had to light a fire underneath just to have hot water. In the attic, there is a really marvelous room, which is entirely papered with magazines dating back to the 1800s. So we moved into the house in 1971. We never had any kind of ghostly occurrence until around 1976 or so that's when my mother and some of her friends were staying there at one point they looked at each other and said who put coffee on there was this distinct aroma of coffee circulating around the house but of course no one had made any coffee that was the first unusual incident around that time something rather strange began to happen Women visiting the house would mysteriously lose one of their earrings. Not terribly ghostly, I know, but nevertheless, it was another strange, unexplainable occurrence. In 1980, my mother passed away, but my wife and I kept the house as a summer residence. Since there are only two of us, and we didn't really get down to that home that often, we loaned it out to some friends and family. That winter, we hadn't gotten the heat fixed but my friend John decided he wanted to stay there anyway. He kept himself warm by lighting all the fireplaces in the house. John was a hands-on guy and he kept a bunch of tools in the house. He began to notice that some of them had disappeared. John searched high and low for these tools, but they were just gone. He started to get angry and he said in a loud voice, All right, look, these are not earrings. Give me my tools back. He went into the cellar for one last look, came back upstairs, and there were the tools sitting on the kitchen table. About a year later, some members of my wife's family were staying in the house. There were some young children there as well, and one of them walked into the kitchen and said, Mom, who's the sad man and the lady in pink? Mom of course got very upset and bailed out of the house. That was the very first recorded sighting in the house. The second sighting happened a few years later. Another child reported seeing a sad-looking man and a lady in pink as well. After the second sighting, we all came to the conclusion that it must have been the original occupants, Phoebe and Oliver, who were haunting our house. Another unusual experience happened to some friends of mine that were residing in the house for a period of time. Apparently, one of them could not find the linen closet and was getting very upset. They went out for a while, and when they returned, the door to the linen closet was wide open and a towel was on the floor. But, in my opinion, the ultimate ghost story happened to a woman I worked with and her brother, who I let use the house. The woman told me that while they were staying there, her brother teased her children. He told them that Phoebe was a mean ghost, and she was going to get them during the night. She said she tried to talk him out of telling the kids' scary stories, But he wouldn't listen her brother was residing in one of the upstairs bedrooms it was about 2 a.m he had to go to the bathroom he got out of bed and attempted to open the bedroom door but the door wouldn't open he was locked in his own room she said he really flipped out yelling let me out let me out but the door wouldn't budge eventually he gave up and he fell back to sleep when he awoke the next morning the bedroom door was wide open My friend John, the one who had the experience with the missing tools, seems to have some ghostly sensitivity. He claims to have seen a ghost in the town of Marblehead and another one in Rangeley, Maine. Although he's never had a sighting at my house, he knew that there were spirits there. Well, both of us decided that it was time to break out the Ouija board. The Ouija board told us that there are, in fact, four ghosts in the house. Phoebe and Oliver, one ghost that was illiterate, and could not identify himself through the Ouija board, and another ghost named Ellen. Apparently, Ellen is the ghost that takes the earrings, although we could never figure out why. One day, I decided to do some research on the house. I asked my next-door neighbor for some help. His family was quite connected in the area. In fact, his aunt had even owned our house for a period of time. I asked him if he knew anything about a person named Ellen in connection with my house. He asked his family and was told that a distant relative from England who was named Ellen once stayed there for two winters. They also said that she was extremely weird. Now, have you ever heard of a ghost that decided to return transatlantic? I guess she decided that she didn't want to be a ghost in England and managed to hitchhike a passage over to here. I guess so she could hang out at the Matthews house. That was sent by Mr. Matthews in Yarmouth. I live in a 160-year-old two-story farmhouse. The house is surrounded by trees that provide plenty of shade against the hot summer days. From all outward appearances, it's just a typical old farmhouse, but some of the things that have happened inside aren't so typical. From reading the abstract, we learned that the single room upstairs was built as a wedding present for a couple named John and Abigail. Most of the eerie occurrences that we've experienced happened in or around that room. Sounds of someone walking up and down the stairs wake us up in the middle of the night. It sounds like they're wearing heavy work boots. Under the stairway is a small closet. It's way too small to be of any use, and it's empty. Muffled voices, though, can often be heard coming from that area. You can never hear what's being said, but they are definitely voices. One day, my stepdaughter was getting ready for work when she noticed our dog staring up at the top of the stairs. The strange smell of cigar smoke drifted down from the upstairs. Needless to say, she left for work early that day. Now, not everything that happens comes from that room upstairs. Several years ago, my son woke us up in the middle of the night. He heard the cabinet drawers in the kitchen open and slam shut. He could hear the utensils rattling in the drawers. We searched the house and we found nothing that would explain what caused the sounds all the doors were still locked. Whatever it was, it didn't come from outside. Every family member has experienced something here. Our children are all grown and out on their own, but they tell their experiences to anyone who will listen. I didn't like to be alone in the house at nighttime, but when my husband had to spend some time at the hospital, I was forced to be. I'd been at the hospital all day, and when I finally came home, it was late at night. My car lights barely lit the driveway because of the heavy fog that hovered like a cloud before me. I cursed myself for not leaving the light on before leaving that morning. The house was now dark as a tomb. I left my car, took a deep breath, and went into the house. It took a while, but I finally found the light switch. I went through each room and turned on all the lights. It had been a long day and I wanted to get some sleep wasn't brave enough to go to the bedroom, so I decided to sleep on the couch. Just when I started to get comfortable, I heard the bedroom door upstairs slam three times. The sound was deafening in the quiet house. I slept in a chair until the morning. All of our kids have homes of their own now, and my husband and I live here alone. Or do we? The story was sent from Loretta in LaFontaine, Indiana. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.